0: Obama, Hillary Clinton, they got competition, they got competition. Vote for me, yeah. vote for me, yeah. why cleft for president? President, I get elected on Friday, assassinated on Saturday, buried on Sunday, they go back to work on Monday, if I was president, if I was the president, if I was president, they said we would never cross the Red Sea, I tell them yes we can. They said the slaves would have never been free. I tell them, yes, we can. Oh, yeah. They said the blind man would never see. I tell them, yes, we can. Oh, yeah. They said the gas price won't go lower. I tell them, yes, we can. Oh, yeah. Obama, yeah, I. Hillary Clinton. They got competition. They got competition. Vote for me. Mr. Clifford, the President If I was President i get elected
1: on Friday Yo, welcome to Unculture Bias Podcast My name is Kamara Williams, I'm your host um, You know what? I wanted to start off this show with a song That I felt like would be appropriate With the subject matter As I usually tend to do And if you guys are uh, familiar with what happened in Haiti I think it's uh, only appropriate That um, we in Start off the show With a song that is Laced with America Monaca- Americana um, By One of Haiti's most Biggest, arguably, it's probably biggest International superstar Wyclef Jean, ironically who ran for President of Haiti in 2010 um, To much fanfare And then obviously not qualifying for the office. Uh, One of the biggest negatives about his candidacy was that he was more Haitian, I mean, excuse me, more American than Haitian, and he did not represent the people or truly understand the societal construct of what was happening in the neighborhoods of Port-au-Prince and other provinces. Uh, For a lot of his detractors, it felt like a foreign entity was trying to involve itself in Haitian politics. Uh, This is something that the people of Haiti have a huge sensitivity for. Uh, to really understand what was happening in Haiti this week, you simply can't look at the recent events um, to get a clear picture. One has to go back. And when I say go back, I mean you have to get the very inception of this uh, of this nation. From the hundreds of miles from the York and Tip, an island would continue to operate under the shadows of what we now call the U.S. government. Um, the U.S. government obviously... For years, using the military to help corporations um, and other countries plunder Haiti, carrying out invasions, supporting coups, and menacing anyone who used to um, support or to support or uh, push for freedom. Haiti is the site of the world's only successful nationwide slave result It was the first country in the atmosphere in this me, in this hemisphere to win its independence and setting off an atmosphere of freedom within the United States uh, over the course of. 13 years beginning in 1791 Haitian slaves uh, fought to end Not only slavery but becoming the first nation To permanently do so Um, It was the crown jewel of the French empire Um, Now you may be asking how is that possible But this little nation uh, Produced as much wealth as the 13 colonies Of the future United States combined Um, It was such a crown jewel That the the French did whatever They could in order to um, Maintain this territory Um, Of course you know, Haitian, the Haitian Revolution inspired scores of black slaves within the United States um, or America at the time to um, maybe they can actually uh, fight for their freedom. Of course, this did not sit well with the, um, the authoritarian um, practices of uh, for our forefathers. Uh, the Haitian Revolution was something that they decided needed to be stamped out. Um, we'll get into that in a moment. But... Interestingly enough, Haiti and American westward expansion all tied into one another because Napoleon Bonaparte needed uh, money in order to continue his um, his campaign against the Haitian slaves. So what did he do? He sold off territory. One of those territories being the uh, Louisiana territory that was in America. Um, and of course I'm talking about The Louisiana Purchase and if you ever wonder how come the French decided to sell such a profitable land for so cheap is because they were trying to maintain the quote unquote crown jewel of the French Empire and so they said let's get rid of this land because we want to keep the thing that's really really um, giving us a lot of money. That was obviously not successful because obviously the Haitian slaves based on their beauty and determination fought back the French campaign. Now you would think, okay, everything is great at that point. But even in that sense, uh, President George Washington who was regarded slaves as a very troublesome speech as a property, wrote to the French minister Jean-Baptiste de Tarrant that promising in 1791 any aid in our power for, for our good friends who allied and allied the French to quell alarming insurrection of the Negroes. This began a continued um, U.S. intervention for over 200 years in Haiti. Um ex- Instead of exalting Haiti's hard-won freedom The United States refused to recognize the country Until 1862, three years before they even Decided to recognize their own slaves As human human citizens Um, What they did recognize However, was the crushing debt Imposed by France as a condition of peace That continues to harm Haitians to this day See, it was in that time That in uh, The Haitians In order to keep their freedom Maintain their freedom, they had to pay reparations To their slave captors. They had to pay reparations to the French. Now, this is emboldened by um, the French. Uh, th- uh, kind of, I guess you can say threatened them into this contract um, that was also supported by the U.S. government, saying that if you decide not to get, agree to this uh, portion of payment, we will invade you with our friends, the Americans. This would actually come out to at least twenty-one billion dollars in. Um, in actual, a uh, uh, payment in today's dollars estimates, right, twenty one billion dollars. So we'll get in We'll we'll say okay. We'll just remember that in a so second. But America, even despite the fact that they were backing the French, they still decided that hey, you know what, we're going to go ahead and involve ourselves in the Haitian um, politics. So in. I say 1891. President U.S. President Benjamin Harrison attempted to um, usurp some land in the Haitian province and put a naval base there, prompting Frederick Douglass, a U.S. minister and consul consul general at the time, to declare that perhaps at no point upon which the people of Haiti are more sensitive and superstitious of United or United than upon any question touching the secession of any part of their territory or foreign power. Goes back to that thing again where I talked about earlier in this monologue that Haiti has a sensitivity for anybody, in uh, any foreign body uh, involving themselves in their um, touch on their land or in their property or in their politics. Haiti maintained a sovereignty for 160, 116 years until President Woodrow, Woodrow Wilson um, decided to invade Haiti. And in 1914, um, U.S. Marines went into A a national Haitian bank And took all their gold And transported it to New York, New York For quote-unquote safekeeping At that time The U.S. occupation um, Held on to uh, Haiti For 20 years in 1934 At that time they killed thousands in forced slave labor Forced labor that looked like um, That was uh, reminiscent of slave labor um, That they They um, raped women, um, the bloodline still being shown in Haitian bloodlines today, and just pretty much ran rampant in, uh, in that entire island. FDR decided to proclaim himself to write the Constitution of Haiti and decided to open up Haiti to foreign corporations and investments and capitalists investing in that in that land. Now, you might be saying, how can the United States decide to just invade a particular province, an island province, and force themselves on there and decide to say, hey, we're going to open this up for foreign investment? At this point, Hawaii is entering the chat because they would say, hey, we have something to say about that subject as well. That's another podcast from the day. Now, despite that U.S. Um, deciding to stay on the land for Haiti, again, the Haitian people fought against this, and the U.S. decided, okay, we you know what? We don't need all this. We're going to move on to another to another areas of imperialism. And they they left the island, quote unquote, left the island, um, in 1934. Now, despite the withdrawal of U.S. troops and the administrations up from the uh, United States, the Washington D.C. still supported Haitian dictators by different means of occupation and influence. This all came to a head in the 19. 19- Seventies, where the U.S. economic interest was profited handsomely by insertion of uh, Haitian President Francois Duvalier, or is known as Papa Doc. This was also he was succeeded by his son Jean Claude Duvier uh, who was called, uh, called uh, Baby Doc. Now Baby Doc and Papa Doc, they are attributed for for killing and tens of thousands of Haitians. Um, human, rights, human rights organization railed against what was going on in Haiti, but the U.S. turned a blind eye. For years, the U.S. decided to involve itself in the happenings of Haiti. Now, this all came to a head again in 1990 when Jean-Bertrand Astrid, a Catholic priest, was elected by Democratic vote, two-thirds vote, and was offering a new era in um, egalitarian and peace within on that island. Deciding to increase the minimum wage um, at the time uh, by over one hundred percent, and trying to create a sense of stability. What you may not know is that in that within less than a year, he was overthrown by a military coup by plotters who were actually um, known CIA operatives who were actually trained by the U.S. government. However, this remaining undeterred, the Haitian people still decided. To continue to push this man Into leadership And over a decade later He st- he ascended again to the top of the government um, After even being forced out However, in 2004, again in a coup Again with CIA trained forces He was ousted by um, By outside actors Again and again and again Haiti has continued to be in, in um, Invaded by foreign actors And imperialist interest This is something that we have to consider When we look at the history of this island So when people say that Okay, you know, we've heard the last person Say that it was a Shithole You have to consider How does America play in a factor In their involvement In the debilitation of this environment Oh, by the way Remember that little fee that they had to pay the French? They finally paid it off in 1947. See, the beauty of the Haitian people is that in 19, in, in that time, despite paying of the equivalent of $21 billion and not really having that money and the U.S. This not involving itself in foreign trade and all other nations deciding not to invest in Haiti, the Haitian people, despite not having any foreign money, not, despite not having any tourism, Still scraped up money and helped their government pay off this in insurmountable debt because they are so proud of their history and so proud of their freedom. That is the beauty and the resilience of the Haitian people. It's a history that we often ignore, and because of even those who recognize it now in African diaspora need to uphold and protect. So I'm going to admit, when I was growing up, and I was west as a West Indian child, you know. They say, oh, you know, to make fun of me, it's like, oh, well, you know, you, you, know, you look a certain way, so you're, you're Haitian. And if, in my ignorance, I was like, no, I'm not Haitian, I'm Jamaican. But if I had known my, if I'd known the real history of African diaspora and it's being taught about the proud history of Haitians, that, been, that would not have been an insult. It would have been something that, you know what, that's a badge of honor if you want to call me that. Thus, the idea of what happens when supremacy takes over our understanding of history and our placement in, in this world. See for me I look at history And I look at Haiti Not only as the crown jewel As what the French might say the empire But I look at it as a crown jewel Of black liberation And it's because of that I'm very protective of it And I'm very proud to have friends Who are Haitian And I always try to uplift that culture Because it's a beautiful culture It's a beautiful people See if I was president Haiti would never have to go through any issues. But of course, I'm foreign and I can't even involve myself in that. But you know what? We'll get into why we're Haitian, why Haitian, why Haiti, excuse me, is going through the issues of um, this past week and the current political manifestations that have happened. But before we get into that, I want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast. Um, If you are a subscriber on Apple uh, continue to rate the episode five star rating. If you are both on Apple and Spotify, please continue to share that. Um, I would like to thank um, our sponsors of the week: uh, My Compass Tax Advisors, uh, MyCompassTax.com. We reach them at eight five zero two seven three seven one nine three. Or if you're in the market for real estate, that's Keystone Global Real And of course, if you're trying to in the market for Guardianship, probate, estate planning. Um, contact our firm at 888 798 4529 or 888 SWTG Law, C. Williams at SWTGlaw.com. All right. Joining us on this podcast, that was a very extended opening, um, is uh, uh, my guy who actually uh, decided to jump on this podcast. Winvar, are you still here? You still here with me, Win? Hello? Yeah I'm still here with you All I'm right, here. Yo man I, I appreciate you jumping on this pod bro Um, I just want to say First of all I'm joined by Loristan. He actually is um, Born in Haiti and he Was on his way to Haiti And we'll get into that in a moment But um, I really do appreciate him joining Because I actually tried to speak with A number of different people um, On this topic and a lot of people Were not comfortable speaking on it so um, shout out to you, man, for even jumping on this pod, bro. I really do appreciate it.
2: I no, appreciate you, man. appreciate you for showing the love and, and the knowledge that you have about exactly what's what, you know, the Haitian history, like it's an in-depth knowledge. A lot of people don't have that, that aren't Haitian. So even a lot of Haitians don't have that kind of knowledge. So definitely appreciate that love, man.
1: Nah, man, uh, it's, it's, it's it's important, bro. It's important we learn, man, about, you know the uh, beauty and the uh, the struggle uh, and strength of the Haitian people and and the history of it, man. Because I think that's one of the ways that uh, imperialism and supremacy continues to take hold is that we're so disconnected from our inter from our history and our connection of 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 a civilization as a people that we tend to separate islands and we tend to separate provinces and be like, oh, that's not we're not together, but we're all interrelated, man. Our history is all tied in, man. And it's a beautiful history and, you know, we should all right. be celebrating it. You know what I mean? Definitely. Definitely. So, man, like you were on your way to Haiti and the, your your plane got turned around?
2: Yeah, man. I mean, like, you know, I'm trying to save money. So I, I, my flight started Tuesday in Miami. So in Miami, for whatever reason, they have me go from Miami to Charlotte and then Charlotte back to Fort Lauderdale. Mm. So, um, you know, and, and I guess something was trying to get keep me from going to Haiti either way because I took a COVID test. Yeah. Um, Walgreens never submitted it, so it wasn't valid. So I had to take another one. So I missed my first flight, initial flight. Um, so I had to take a second flight. Then when I got to Charlotte, the plane had an issue, so I was delayed another hour. Wow. Then um, I came to Fort Lauderdale. Again, there was debris on the runway, so I was delayed Thirty more minutes. Wow. Uh, so it's like it was all these forces telling me not to go, right? So, but anyway, we made it. We on the flight. Uh, you know, as flights go, the lights are low. Everybody goes to sleep. So we get woke, w- woken up, and they're like, "Okay, we're about to land." Okay, we're like, "Cool, we're about to land in Haiti." No, no, we're we're about to land in Fort Lauderdale. We had to turn around. <laughs> we'll tell you why when we land. So you know me, I'm like, "What? What's going on?" So you know. Me, I'm like something had to happen. So I just googled Haiti news mm. to see what would happen. and then that's when I got the you know when I got the shocking news that the president was assassinated. Right. And I don't I don't consider myself a soft guy, but you know I I, I shed tears over that because it's not even and me personally I was a champion for him because you know I felt like he fought he was fighting the powers that be that's behind the scenes that nobody knows you know that the status quo <coughs> excuse me of what Usually the Haitian politics is right, mm-hmm. so I felt like he was a champion for the people. That's what his job was. but he was fighting, everybody he was fighting his own camp. He was fighting his opposition, and he was fighting those invisible hands that truly control Haiti. So to me, it was like, wow. Now nah, it is. It doesn't matter whether you like the president or you don't. It, it's it's never okay for for the president to be to be assassinated.
1: Now you know the yeah.
2: politics is one thing, but The president represents the country so no matter how you feel about him the fact that you went to the extent of assassination says a lot about how you feel about your country um to me that's the biggest problem with haiti It's not it's not it's not poverty it's not the lack of education it's the lack of patriotism and love for the country you know what i mean because if you have love for the country there's certain things you won't do certain things you won't allow and i feel like that's what's missing and part of it is is the lack of education because people don't know the true history. People right. know that they got freedom, but they don't know the actual history to have the pride to be like, we're not going to accept certain things from people, you know?
1: Yeah, a, a large part of the um, uh, Haitian public, it, there's a lot, large, high literacy, literacy rates on that island, um, unfortunately. Um, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to play a clip because I'm going to catch everybody up on what exactly is happening. So I'm going to play a clip from CBS. Uh, So just bear with me for a moment here.
3: The assassins arrived in trucks after midnight, claiming to be agents of the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration. A U.S. government source told Reuters, the DEA had nothing to do with the killing. The gunman, reportedly speaking Spanish and English, descended on President Jovenel Moise's private residence and opened fire. The 53-year-old leader was killed. His wife, the First Lady, also shot, flown out of the country, and brought to Miami. She remains in critical condition. By morning, bullet casings were seen on the grounds outside his home. Haitian ambassador to the United States, Brochit Edmond. It seems that uh, this horrible act was carried out. I will train skillers. The International Airport immediately shut down. The streets of Haiti empty safe security forces that patrol the capital. On Wednesday, President Biden acknowledged the tenuous situation in the Caribbean. You need a lot more information, but it's, it's, it's just it's very worrisome about the state of Haiti. Acting, Acting Prime Minister Claude Joseph declared a state of siege and asserted he was now in power. <laughs> Moise was the president for four years, but over the last few months, opposing forces and protesters have been demanding he step down, with some accusing him of being a dictator. He held on to power past the end of his term this year and ruled by decree for nearly two years after the country failed to hold elections. Haiti... I I spoke to President Moïse back in 2016 when Hurricane Matthew devastated the country shortly before he took power. When he said he was looking for Haiti to recover from its troubled past, where over half the population lives in poverty.
4: On peut dire 30 à 40 % du pays, l'État n'est pas présent. Moi, je vais travailler pour que l'État soit présent à travers tout le pays.
3: there's so many questions still about what happened there. It's intriguing that some of the alleged gunmen uh, spoke American-accented English. Yeah. But, Vlad,
1: you know, for a lot of people, all they know about Haiti is tragedies like this, bizarre circumstances. But you've worked there. Uh, Your parents are from there. Right.
3: What's the bigger picture? Uh, The bigger picture, Tony, and you're right, I have worked there since the start of my career. And generally, it's been around tragic situations. It's been around natural disasters, political turmoil. Um, But here's what people should remember about Haiti. Uh... In 1779, we just celebrated Independence Day in this country, a force of Haitian free blacks fought alongside American colonists in a battle against British forces in Savannah. Mm -hmm. Haitians have been here in the United States since the very beginning. In fact, the American Revolution and in part the French Revolution led to Haiti gaining its independence from France in 1801. But here's what happened after that revolution the only free, independent black republic in the Western Hemisphere is a miracle. But in 1825, that young country was forced to pay reparations to the French slaveholders that they had overthrown, or France would again invade and enslave Mm -hmm. the island. And that debt took 122 years to pay off, And made the country chronically insolvent, which coupled with political corruption created the climate of instability, which the country has never fully recovered from after that debt was settled in 1947. I know it's mind blowing and a lot of people don't know this, that debt was eventually settled in 1947, the 50s and from the period of the 1950s to the 1980s bought corrupt regimes, the Duvalier regime and subsequent incompetent chaotic leadership. Of course, you had the natural disasters, the 2010 earthquake, which, again, The country has not recovered from. So, Haiti, as a country that that has gained its independence, has been on the losing end of things because of forces beyond their control. Did you just tell us that the former
1: slaveholders in France are the ones who got reparations from Haiti,
3: bankrupting the country? Yes. You know, we talk about the 2010 earthquake a lot. Mm -hmm. They were
2: really on the way to doing a lot better as a country when that happened.
3: Uh, you know, I had visited Haiti as a young man, uh, as, a, as a child, essentially, and it was, you know, you, if you actually look at pictures of Haiti from the 1940s and the 1950s, it looks like Havana. It looks like all the other Caribbean right. capitals that are in the Caribbean right now. Um, but because of this incompetent leadership, that's where yeah. we are. And you're right, I've covered uh, the tragedies that have occurred there for, for many years. It's how I got my start in journalism um, during the 2010 earthquake, and it breaks my heart every single time. Yeah. Haitians everywhere are mourning today. Yeah. Reparations yeah. for slaveholders is a new one for me. <sighs> yeah, indeed. Uh, thanks for that, Tony. Thanks for that question. I appreciate it.
1: You know what's funny about that? Uh, reparation for slaveholders is a new one for me. Uh, wait till I tell him about how slaveholders in the U.S. received reparations after the end of the U.S. Civil War. While Simon Townsend reneged on his promise Of 40 acres and a mule To the newly emancipated victims of slavery So you know that just goes to show you That um, a lot of people Don't know history not only just external History of um, Haiti but also internal History of the United States Hence the reason why we should always continue to have Historical conversations um, And not uh, react uh, Adversely to it Yes I'm talking about the conversations around critical race Theory anyway moving on <laughs> Um but no, I I I wanted to paint that picture with the um CBS clip and um I, you know just explain to people what was happening. Um and it, ironically enough it said that the international airport was um shut down. You experienced that uh personally based off of your um trying to get to your homeland. Um so I, I wanna ask you a question though. The uh, Juvenile Ju, ju Moise um the uh former president um i know you said you supported him but there are yeah you know, and this is my, my basic research there were claims of him you know just being a dictator and not willing to step down and not willing to um and, and having human rights violations with the people of Haiti um what are your thoughts on that
2: all right um i'm it's just logical right um he was elected in 2016, but didn't get into office until a year later. Um, Why is that? So it? naturally, because there was a dispute about whether the voting was right. was, was um, valid. Um, so they they had them re they had a recount, they had a revote actually. Um, so so if you tell them if if you didn't come into office until a certain point and it's a five year term for the Haitian president, then naturally his term would end there. After five years, not when you elected him, but when he actually swore into office, mm-hmm. which was in 2017, not 2016. Now, had you not had the the dispute about his the legitimacy of his his um candidacy and his election, and he and he served and he started in 2016, then by all means, by 2021, he should be out of office. Right. But he didn't take office. He wasn't sworn in. He wasn't the actual president. He wasn't doing any to president. He didn't have any presidential powers until. 2017 so that's when he officially became president so logically speaking um technically he shall have five years until 2022. um so the only reason why someone would dispute that is to create chaos um because or because you don't like him you don't like his policies you don't like um how he's going against you so you make those claims as far as the human rights violations um they 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 say that he he was tied to the gangs. Right. Um, but the way the gangs operate, the gangs are operated by there's Haiti is basically this way, right? We have the elite, the bourgeois elite. Right. Uh they're the they're, mo- they're mostly mulattos, whites, and Jews, Syrians. Um a lot of them came into came to Haiti around uh World War II when we opened the borders because of the Jews um flooding flood flying i mean uh fleeing the holocaust and Haiti opened the borders allowed them into the country mm-hmm. um they're not actual native haitians if you want to say um but you know over the generations yes now you have become Haitian by default um but those are the ones that if you look at the, the wealthiest top wealthiest people in Haiti those are the people that that truly run the country mm-hmm. um and a lot of them supported Duvalier yeah. um now I, I me personally I'm a, I'm I'm more I lean more towards that Duvalier wasn't all bad.
1: Mm. Um and we're talking about Papa me, Doc.
2: Papa Doc. Yeah. Um to me during his reign Haiti was a lot safer. Haiti was cleaner. Um you had you actually had tourism. It was top and it was number one destination in for tourism in the Caribbean. Um and to, yes, there was there was a lot of human rights violations. Um, but I don't think it was all bad. It's, Haiti started getting bad is when uh, Baby Doc, you know, he's young, he, he was impressionable. He did even worse than his his father. He was ousted, and now um, ever since Haiti has been in political turmoil. Everybody comes in. It's about greed. Um, it's not about the country. It's about you know what can I profit from it? Uh, even I steed who started out good, ended up bad as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's. That's where Haiti is right now. Haiti's in the transition right now. I feel like if we can get justice for Jovenel um and finally see the hands that's moving everything, we can finally get rid ourselves of that cancer that's on our neck um, and take over the country ourselves as the people to do what the country actually needs. Mm. That's my feeling right now.
1: Gotcha. And you know what? I'm going to play a clip regarding the um, the, the Haiti bourgeoisie. Um just kind of describing the, the power dynamic there so.
3: Our working hypothesis is that it is a sector of the bourgeoisie, maybe one or two or three combined, who hired these mercenaries to come in and do the job because they are terrified absolutely they have the daylight scared out of them by the uprising that's happening in Haiti's vast shanty towns. and They uh, had to get Jovenel out of the way, we think, in order to be able to have the authority of the state to uh, try to tamp down, crush, destroy this uprising, which is happening from the Shantytowns, an armed uprising, I should say, a revolution.
1: So to your point, um, there is a theory among those. And by the way, that clip is from a reporter um, who works for Al Jazeera um, And so uh, There is a working theory that there are A number of different factors within this island Who help orchestrate this assassination uh, I, w- I want to highlight to people that In order to assassinate a president Mind you, a president who um, Was protected by law enforcement Law enforcement that was um, Trained by U.S. forces in order to get that close to a president to assassinate them, there has to be somebody signing off at the top to say, "Let this happen." Right? Nobody just runs up on it. No matter how um, crazy the um, the the country is or the nation is, uh, running up on a president and assassinating them requires um, an involvement and um, a, a planning that is uh you know strictly come from the high, highest levels would you agree
2: I, I definitely agree um and especially when you look at the fact that some of these um at the the earliest some of these guys was in Haiti for 3 months
1: yeah
2: some of the some of the mercenaries were there for 3 months so someone had to be housing them feeding them um you know Driving them around
1: and giving to, them a layout know. and everything. Yeah.
2: So, and, and then the two, the two Haitian Americans that they caught were supposedly the translators. Yeah. Um, so, so to me, it, it all comes down. Someone had to authorize it. Someone that's, you know, pulling the strings, um, to say for, to say, um, and also when it comes to, to, um, like the, the bourgeoisie and, um, and Jovenel. Uh, The main issue is the fact that with the electrical contracts, Mm. um, because for a long time, the electrical contracts were being given out to to those, you know, those elites and power. um, But they would never do anything. You know, you have billions of dollars going to these guys, but Haiti's in darkness, constant darkness. Um, There's no electricity. There's no running electricity. Some places have it. Some places don't. Some places get it sporadically. Some have it. Um, the hometown where I have, where I'm from, we haven't had electricity there for at least four to five years now. Wow. Um, but this money is still being contracted out, being given out to them. So what Jovenel did is basically he took those contracts away from them. Um, and ever since there's been, you know, every time he tries to do something, all of a sudden you hear there's an uprising in Haiti. Uh, the people are rioting. Uh, what people fail to realize is the people in Haiti are poor. They're hungry. Yeah. Right. So all you have to do is pay pay a, a certain factor of them to get them to go out and say, hey, let's riot. And you'll see it all of a sudden. Boom. You have a pocket of rioting going on. You have a pocket of looting going on. But it's never the actual people, you know, that's that's saying that it's a faction. It's a faction of the of people that has been paid to stir up the pot, so to say, to divert your attention from the fact that he's trying to do some work here. Let's do, divert it and say, hey, here, look at your president, can't even keep you safe. Um, and that's pretty much how it always goes with any president. Even with ICE, it was the same. Um, with with, with Valley, it was the same. So anytime those elite is, you're going against what they want you to do, they all of a sudden, you, you know, you'll see kidnapping start happening. You'll see gangs pop up. You'll see violence pop up. You'll see rioting. You'll see manifestation. Um, and it's all the same cycle. And... If you sit there and you look back you're like why does it always happen when something is you know something the president is about to do something positive for the people Mm -hmm. you know and that's why i I want a lot of people to 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 realize it's not just the president you know the president is a five-year term there's no way the president is the responsible for the corruption the the kidnapping the gangs it's not like all that just popped up when jovenel came along you know that happened on every single president since baby Doc, right
1: so you know what i want, want everybody to realize too the last time a haitian president was assassinated was in 1915 and as i mentioned before uh that's when the u.s invaded directly and stayed outright an occupation in haiti so um we have a direct uh history towards when a president is assassinated on that island and involving ourselves politically um so i'll you know we'll touch on that in, in a moment but let me ask you though we talked about the gangs and um that is a gang culture on that island it's so pervasive that people are like literally suffering right like it's just you you have I mean and there's no right answer to this right because mm-hmm. on one side you have one one side claiming that they're doing it for on the behalf of the government you have another side doing it on the behalf of the people and in the the casual the, uh, uh calam the uh, um, the 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 calamity within that is the people who are in the middle of it and dying you know Correct. the house is being burnt down the, the the children being killed and lost to warfare on gang warfare the uh, uh, um, cl- the just the destruction of an entire um, communities are being done at the hands of these gangs and it's There's no right. There's no real answer to like who or what can you do? Like, how do you stop the gang culture in Haiti? Because at one point the government, need they they actually have to involve themselves in the gangs because the gangs have such a touch point within those communities. But so it's like they have to almost support the gangs, but they also they're like emboldening violence. Am I right? Correct.
2: Well, you want to look at it, you know, the. There's gangs is a you know so a lot of times you when you go look at those type of languages right mm-hmm. if you look at um the U.S. Revolution how it started to 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 England those you know who were revolting against England were terrorists mm-hmm. you know they might have called them thugs they might have called them gangs themselves um, so I, that language is because if you listen to a lot of the so-called gangs some of them you know are saying this is for the people, it's a revolutionary movement. Mm-hmm. Um, the only problem I have with that is when your revolution involves kidnapping poor people and killing poor people. Right. Um, that makes no sense. You can't tell me that you're for the people, but you're that's what you're cadna- kidnapping. And it's like, where do these, where do you expect these people to come up with money from? You're kidnapping people that.
1: Right. You're just you're the, just operating they're, they're, acts of violence just for acts of violence purpose.
2: Correct. Correct. And, and to me, it's like the gangs are there because you're not giving the youth anything to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not giving them, you got, you're not giving them opportunities. It's like gangs anywhere. You know, there's no opportunity. Right. People are hungry. People are suffering. And, and guns are being shipped there from somewhere. Like, you know, these gangs don't have ports.
1: I just not really say that. too long. It's like where are the where are the guns and the bullets coming from, right? Correct. You know,
2: um, and, and, <laughs> and you'll see that they seize containers coming from um, the port in Saint Mark. But at the same time, there are a lot of private ports that are that 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 have no regulation whatsoever. Mm-hmm. There's no oversight. There's no regulation, and yeah, you might shut the port that you know about, but those private ports that are owned by the bourgeois. You know, those guns are still coming in. Mm-hmm. They're still funding those, those gangs to create, um, to, to create destruction, to create chaos so they can still operate the status quo underneath that chaos, you know, cause nothing, nothing helps you to profit more than chaos.
1: Yeah. You know,
2: while everybody's worried about security and, the, and what the gangs are doing, you know, there's money being made money being siphoned out of the country mm-hmm. and there's other things that, that we're being distracted from, and the gangs, yes, they need to definitely be handled, but I think the bigger picture is, is what we need to focus on. We need to, because security of Haiti comes down to getting rid of people that use violence to keep us down, use violence to keep the country poor, use violence to, to, to keep the country from progressing, right. to, to keep presidents from being able to do anything. Um, it comes from the senators not caring about the country more than they care about lining their pockets, you know, and that, I think that's our biggest issue is everybody's in it for themselves. When you get a politician that comes in, they're not worried about doing stuff for the country. By the time they give you if the, the project costs $10 million, by the time it gets to the person that's actually doing the work, they only have $10,000 to work with.
1: Yeah. Because it's
2: gone through a through hundred hands before it gets to the, the person that actually does the work.
1: Right. Uh, I'm going to talk about that political vacuum um, by playing a clip here, so... also don't know whether or not there's going to be any quick resolution to the uh, political uh, situation. The man who is now the interim prime minister, uh, Claude Joseph, was supposed to be stepping aside because Jovenel Moïse had named a new man to take his place. And so even as they're trying to investigate this assassination, there's already a very public fight about who is in charge of the Haitian government. <laughs> So, you know, it, it it goes into that whole thing of, number one, I, I want to talk about when you have a vacuum of power, um, it allows for turmoil and it allows for confusion. And um, often the people who benefit from confusion are those who are already in power, right? Because Correct. they don't have to worry about their pockets not getting properly aligned. They don't have to worry about their... Um, their world being topsy-turvy They don't have to worry about uh, Their lives being thrown, thrown over Because they're safe The people that often are Affected by turmoil Are the poor um, right. You know And so it makes sense That every time there's a Insurrection, every time there's um, A political insecurity In that country It is the people on the ground That are suffering the most You know, and that's all you see I mean, I'm sure people even listen to this podcast and even they, when they think of Haiti, they don't think of um, rich bourgeoisie um, uh, 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 actors in that country. They think of people living in um, shanty, shanty towns. towns. Right. And people living in, in uh, with impover- in an impoverished state um, far below any type of economic state within the United States. And so it's. um it's this imagery, this powerful imagery, that effectuates how people feel about this this island, and they feel like, oh, okay, well, they can't get their stuff together because, quote unquote, they might be backwards. But they're backwards, and I'm not saying they're back, but they're, you know, but the reason they're, perce- they're perceived as being backwards is because the people that are running this country are co- consistently creating an instability in leadership and instability in in um, dynamic of infrastructure. Right, because to your point, you said you come from a town where they haven't had lights in five years. That's unheard of. You know that would be unheard of in any other world country. Like, how does how does a town or community have not have lights in five years? Now, of course, we can talk about how Flint has had um, poisoned water Mm -hmm. for over six (laughs) years, but even that was like it's crazy. You know, it's crazy, and so. Uh, and even then, we question how did it even get get to that point, and there, we still haven't really gotten to the bottom. We have our ideas, but we have to like you know look at like how are people, who, and even to that point, how are we as a place where one community is suffering, and yet there are no there's no level of accountability being held, you know? Correct. So, um, what are your thoughts about the whole concept about like just the political vacuum that has been left, and this clip stating that, you know, the Prime Minister inserting himself as a um, as acting leader of Haiti. Um,
2: I don't know. In the the end of the clip, they said there was a public dispute. I I don't think I've heard there was a public dispute. I've heard that um, the, well, I guess the current Prime Minister, quote-unquote, just shifted to President, and the The incoming prime minister, the one that was to replace him, I think he was supposed to be sworn in that Wednesday, actually, Mm -hmm. um, has moved to the prime minister position. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I haven't heard any power struggle to to say, because every every press conference has been by the former uh, quote unquote prime minister. I haven't seen, uh, uh, you know, uh, normally if there's a disfax, a split, you'd see two different press conferences. Um, I haven't seen that. I've seen them actually. I'm actually surprised at how calm Haiti actually is right now. Mm. Um, it's, it's to me, it's relatively calm because normally, um, like the, the guys that they, that that's that that were caught, it was the people catching them. And mm. normally with Haiti, um, just just be a thief, right? Just being a thief or a rapist, and you're caught by the people. They're they're gonna put some tires on you and they're gonna burn. you. Mm. um so I'm, I'm surprised that they actually didn't go to that vigilante level that they're actually handing them over to the police officers um so it's it's a relatively calm and it looks like the people are more focused on getting justice more than you know what they normally would be okay well I didn't really like him anyway you know so <clears throat> but it doesn't is that's not the attitude I'm getting from it you know as far as the power vacuum itself um what what essentially happens is the parliament is unfulfilled because the elections weren't held. um, And then the the head of the Supreme court just passed away. um, I believe June 26 from COVID-19. So he would normally in normal, the normal process based on the constitution, he would be the one who would take over. He would be the the line of succession would go to him Uh, right now, because of that, the void of those two um, is falling to where the prime minister has taken over. Um, to me, I don't see an issue with that. Um, the only issue would be if, you know, like if you go through normal politics and you wanna make it a politics, but right now the country needs stability. It needs somebody to take the reins. Um, as long as as long as long that person is doing the right thing, I don't see a problem with that to me personally. Um, but, you know, as, as politics go, there's always gonna be someone that wants to power, you know, so that would, that's where the issue would, would come in. But I haven't heard anything of there being <clears throat> there being an actual um, issue with those two guys as far as who's
1: running the country or not. Mm-hmm. So let me let me ask you then. So. You mentioned about how the um, the power grids and the contracts are distributed. How does one did you, I mean, are you even aware of how contracts are argued or given dispersed to certain groups?
2: Um, me personally, I have no no information on that. I, I have no. I mean, but I would imagine it. I mean, it's it's Haiti is, uh, you know, most people in Haiti are poor, mm-hmm. right? So even the politicians, the cops' salary is 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 atrocious. If you think about you, you're asking these guys to put their life on the line. Mm-hmm. So anytime you have poverty, um, you're going to have corruption. And it's it's rampant corruption. Like it's from every level, it's corrupt. Um, so when you look at that corruption, it, it, I don't I'd imagine all it takes is you to grease the will and you'll get the contract. You know, if you know you know the right person, you pay the right person, contract is yours. And those contracts are probably have probably been there, generations within the same families. Um, it's just a matter of you know renewing them. So that's that's. But you know, I don't have any direct information as far as how right. the
1: contracts are. Right now, I, I just you know I was just trying to see if there's any um, insight on that. Um, so, for me, when I think about um, again, we talk about hate, Haiti and the gangs. I want to um, play a uh, clip regarding uh, one of the quote-unquote gang leaders, um, and you know, see if I can get your opinion on uh, this individual. So, okay.
3: The government strongly denied any involvement, and despite a police investigation, to date no one has been arrested. A warrant was issued for one man who witnesses say helped plan the La Saline attack. It's never been served. That man was an active policeman at the time of the massacre. He was fired soon after. Another report from the UN put him at the center of human rights abuses in Bel Air in 2019. His name is Jimmy Barbecue Cherizier.
4: Jimmy Charizier, tellement puissant, mon côté pour la
3: loi. His power in Port-au-Prince has only grown. Operating with seeming impunity, he created the G9, uniting a coalition of nine separate gangs. Those gangs have been named in reports as being behind a series of attacks on neighborhoods known for opposing the government. Neighborhoods like Fort Dimash, Chancerelle, Tokyo, and Bel-Air.
1: So, Jimmy, <laughs> the barbecue, Chirizier, um was considered by some as supporting... Joe um Moise, his presidency, and uh, was somebody that um, would stamp out opposition on the ground by opposing gangs or opposing um, forces, in, especially in Port-au-Prince. Um, and, it, you know, there are ne- different neighborhoods in Port-au-Prince. You mentioned uh, Bel Air and Tokyo and all the, these different names. And um, he's been attributed to... Uh, A number of um, Acts uh, uh, You know burning they call him Barbecue and you can think of reason Why they would call him barbecue um, Because of you know how he Operates um, with uh, Impunity And uh, dealing with certain People in that community Um, The atrocious nature of of The way he delves Out punishment Uh, I I know it's kind of Hard to talk about that Person you don't have to you don't have to like get in Detail if you don't really know much about them But just the idea that the government Uses um, Gang Leaders in order to In order to uh, I guess Institute their own power structure Is that the best, mm-hmm. best way to Say it like what are your thoughts for,
2: for Further their cause yeah further uh, their cause Yeah okay Um, I mean I, I feel like it's pretty much what almost every government has done at some point mm-hmm. um they they utilize because there's certain things that a government can't officially sanction correct so right um what better way to do it than to use a criminal element um to to get that that um whatever you're trying to accomplish done um i mean we see it we see it with uh contemple with um uh, when the U.S. used um, dope dealers and crack cocaine to to um, fund Condonistas in um, uh, Nicaragua to go against at, at that point, point. Um, and we've seen it before when they you know so it's 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 not something new. Um, I, I definitely don't think that is something that we should be engaging in. If, um, that's what you're you have FB That's what you have you know intelligence and national police for. If if there's an issue that you need to get to the other gangs, that's what they're there for. So to be using, you know, gang members in order to do what your police can't do, uh, especially with the the atrocities that the the methods that they're doing is not okay. No, no shape for. It should definitely not be engaged in that as far as government is concerned. Though. Yeah
1: let's let's talk about in a philosophical sense about how cuz i know you said that you didn't mind um baby doc and he, you know and even um jobanel um he, how he's been attributed to acts of violence and i know you said you still support it is there a balance though like can we not have can we not institute violence in order to orchestrate peace there-
2: um, i mean that's a that's a great question i mean philosophically has there ever been has there ever been an instance of peace without violence mm. per- preceding it? You know? yeah, um, to, to me that that like even when I look at um, the the African American struggle here in, in the United States, yeah, um, I feel like a lot of the reason why they're still going through a lot of the things is because they at some point, they shifted away from violence to get the peace that they wanted. You know, it, it became a negotiation without the threat of violence. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be to be honest, no one wants peace unless... The only reason why someone wants to sue for peace is because whatever you're doing to agitate them is working. Right. You know, without that agitation, why do I need peace from you? You know, it's like the only reason why you swat at a, at a, at a fly is because it keeps buzzing in your ear. Mm-hmm. So without that buzzing in the ear, you know, it's just a fly. It means it's meaningless. To me. You know, I don't even see you. Um, so to me, I think that in order to get peace, you have to have war. You know, you have to have that fight. You have to have that struggle. You have to have that reason for that person to say, you know, what I need peace. Right. You know, he's he's biting at my ears. He's killing my children. He's killing my wife. You know, he's taking my land. He's burning everything. I have no peace. I can't go to sleep. And, you know, so I think they go hand in hand. To I don't think you can have peace without the war.
1: Hmm. Unfortunately. So it's almost like embedded within the concept of peace is struggle. Correct. And you need you need there has to be some form of struggle whether it's violent or just active struggle in order to struggle. get to the place of where everything's copacetic esthetic Correct. Yeah. Correct. And because, you know, go ahead, because
2: because power is a is an interesting thing. Right. No one wants to give up power. Yeah. No one wants to willingly give up power. So if I have the power and you're not giving me a reason to give you some of that power, I'm keeping it all to myself. You know, Mm -hmm. so so that's that's the dynamic about power is that no one wants to relinquish it. No one wants to give it up once they've tasted it. Mm-hmm. so if, the only reason you give it up is because there's either a system installed for you where you have to give it up you know you have a term for your presidential for your president you have a term for the senate so they have to give it up Right. you know but if you come to a point for instance, a dictator you know there's nothing forcing him to give it up right. outside of somebody else coming in and killing him or natural death so it's when you look at it so when person has power there's I'm not going to give it up to you unless you force me to give it up to you. Right. In some way or manner, if it's either, if it's, uh, you know, just social activism or, um uh, or uh, marches or, 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 you know, and when you go to the extreme where it's guerrilla warfare, uh, something has to force that person that has the power to give it up to the person that doesn't have it. Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, it's interesting. I was thinking about the, um, as you were talking and, How in the within the last year or so we've dealing with the United States and um, the former president how he didn't want to relinquish that power even in the last days of his presidency Um, how he kept it the big lie and it just shows you how how power can be addictive and how power if there wasn't systems in place in order to remove him from office. Um, he probably would have just stayed there and said, "We're going to continue to fight this election." So those who are turning up their nose at Haiti to probably look at the U.S. and be like, "Listen, dude, for the, the U.S. has the benefit of over hundreds of years of institutionalized power di- power structure, so where yeah. um, they were able to remove somebody who decided, like, you know what, the election was it, it was a lie and oh, I, I won." That's not true. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's- That's correct. And that's
2: a perfect example. Like if he had his way, you know, he would, he'll still be in office right now. Right. Uh, But unfortunately for him, and I guess, fortunately for us, there are systems of checks and balances that say, you know what, we, we vote, we have an election in place uh, where you're either elected or you're not elected. And once you're not elected, you have to go. Um, And you know, even with Haiti, that, that does exist. But uh, Haiti is a lot more complicated than just saying, OK, you know what? I'm in office. You got to go. Uh, a, a lot of like people say Haiti doesn't have any laws. Yes, they have laws. The issue is with the enforcement of those laws. Yeah. Um, the difference between Haiti and here is that the law you have it, it is actually enforced. In Haiti depends on the police officer that day. It depends on the police officer that day. So you- you know, Depends on who you are that the police officer is trying to arrest. Uh, depends how much money you have. The police officer coming after you. Uh, so that's the the main difference between here and Haiti is the enforcement of those laws. The laws exist. The con- they ha- there is a constitution. Um, there are statutes, but it's about the enforcement of the lo- of those laws. That is the issue.
1: So, you know what i what I thought was is particularly interesting is that you we mentioned how you know the u.s had the benefit of institution leadership right haiti's vacuum of uh, power they haven't had the ability to build that up because even when the u.s created uh was started they weren't in they weren't um <laughs> invaded by foreign actors consistently every 20-30 years and forced Correct. to pay a fee So they were almost uh, The US was allowed To create a sense of stability Within its country For all the intents and purposes You know uh, The British Empire left The uh, United States alone Once they Once um, The Revolutionary War was done The British went about their way The French Of course was a partner In the Revolutionary War So they didn't come and attack The Spanish Didn't um, come and attack the US Right um, parts of Asia didn't come and attack the U.S., so the U.S. had what wi- a while to incubate its power dynamic and leadership to where it can now um, involve itself in other forms of imperialism across the world, and not having its not having imperialism infringe upon um, the U.S. shores. And I think people often forget that that you know Haiti hasn't had the benefit of doing that ever since Correct. its inception. Um, it's had to pay out people in order to keep its independence. ever since its inception it's had its neighboring um, nation try to involve itself in its power and and, and and invade its shores. ever since its inception it's had foreign actors in, in incorporating themselves in the power in the political dynamic. And so how can a nation that has had continual continual fighting um, of on the external build up internally?
2: Correct. And, and that's what a lot of people don't realize. It's not the Haitian Revolution wasn't just against France, right? Um, it was against France. It was against the Spanish. It was yeah. against Eng- English, and it was definitely against America. Yeah. Uh, so, and and and, in the, and, the, and the crazy thing is these you know enslaved people fought and beat them all. Yeah. Fought and beat them all. Yeah. Uh, but. You know, imagine you're dealing with you know a racist country at the, at that point, right? Yeah. There's no way that they're gonna allow this island full of ex slaves to progress. Yeah. While they're still, while their you know enslaved citizens are still enslaved. Yeah. Uh, you know, imagine the 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 sense of pride that you know um, African the enslaved people of Africa that were in America. Would have had if they knew about Haiti. You know? Yeah, yeah, yes. Frederick Douglass knew about it because he's a free man. He's able to travel. He was an ambassador. But the majority of of, of people here in America don't didn't even know Haiti existed.
1: They you know? they kept the information away because they didn't want to empower them. Information is empowering, and yes. when you have when you keep information away, you can still leave a, a form of subjugation on that particular individual or people, and so. You know, if they understood the power of you know cohesion and uprising, yes, it America would have been in a different place. But slave the slave owners and our forefathers, you know George Washington, did did not want the information of Haiti's revolution to get out. They didn't want it to spread to different um, vectors of the thirteen colonies. They wanted to make sure that that was a that little thing was just a kind of footnote in. In world history, world history, yeah, you know, and it decided like so they and 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 to a point where they decided they didn't want to recognize Haiti as a nation because they didn't want to encourage that type of attitude amongst um, the black uh, populace of the United States. Correct. You know. Correct. Um, So yeah, right, man, I I fully, I fully agree with that. You know, one thing I want to uh, shift the conversation to is. Uh, the people of Haiti, and I'm going to play a short clip regarding it's a, a woman who just talks about the violence and how the violence has, um, bef- you know, really torn apart her life.
4: Every day, every morning, every evening, people been warning of all over. My house been destroyed. The power is on in on one hand. The government and Haitian with Haitian and Haitian fighting. It's not Haitian fighting with the state. It's not Haitian fighting with, with another country. It's the same Haitian fighting with Haitian for what? For money. So I got to leave this country. Leave it how uh, it is what we're gonna do. Like we destroy and we can't talk. If we talk we're gonna die. <laughs> I want to tell you the truth. But if I tell the truth, I will die this afternoon. You understand? I don't even sleep in the house. I just take my, grab my bag with my identification, the paper of my house, and I sleep in the street. Why? Why all this going on? They have to stop this thing. That violence got to stop.
1: Um that's a distressing clip. I just wanted it was actually from the same clip that um we talked about with uh, um Jimmy barbecue. yeah with the barbecue. Uh just the violence and how it, it impacts the people, man. I mean, you having family there, what what is their purview regarding this cuz they they probably don't have geopolitical lens about everything. They just see violence upon violence and you know, they are the casualties of all this calamities of all this, um, two opposing factions or several opposing factions, um, mm. uh, fighting amongst one another. What is the, what is the viewpoint of the people down there?
2: Um, I mean, the, 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 the thing is people get the impression that, um, the violence is going throughout Haiti. Yeah. Um, it's mainly concentrated in Port-au-Prince. Mm. Um, Like once you go, once you go past out to the outside of Port-au-Prince, it's it's really not, it's not there. Mm -hmm. Um, yes, it's dangerous. I mean, like, um, last year, um, the gangs did kind of go more North, um, away from Mm Port-au-Prince. Um, they actually was blocking, you know, where I was staying at, where, where I'm from the village I'm from, Yonku. Um, they were blocking the roads. They they would come in at night and kidnap people. Mm. Um, but you know, the, the the thing with Haitian people is, uh, which is the same thing that led to this even revolting is they're strong people. Yeah. Uh, you know, yes, we, we, we take a lot, we take a, we, we uh, we, we can take a lot of pain and suffering, but eventually the people do uprise. Um, and that's when, that's when, um, I think the gangs would be in real trouble. Um, when it comes to the point where people are just fed up with it. Um, and I don't I don't know if we've reached that point yet. Um, and that 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 clip is very distressing. It's very it's very sad that someone has to go through that. Someone has to live through that um, when it's like it's 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 over something that's temporary, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like Jovenel, whatever money if he if you saying they saying he was corrupt and he he was stealing money, whatever money he took, um, all that ended on on July seventh. He doesn't go he doesn't go away with it. You know, right. so it's, it's, it's sad that we're fighting each other and killing each other over something that none of us can take with us. None of us can, can actually truly hoard it. Yeah. You know, you, you can take it for the moment. It's temporary. Um, yes, you can buy nice things with it, but wow. But why do that? If you have to look over your shoulder to, to, to be able to have it, to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's not a limited thing, you know, money is not limited. You're printing it. Yeah. You know, the resources aren't limited, so it's enough for everybody if if we all just think about the the common good, the common, the commonality that we all have. We all, you know, strive to do better for ourselves, for our children, you know, we strive to to be able to eat, to have shelter. Um, And it it goes to a lot of things that you see everywhere else in the world. It's like, when you look at the homelessness problem, when there really is no homeless problem, because restaurants, Every day throw away food, mm. you know,
1: yeah. but
2: the government, the government says they're not allowed to give it to the homeless. And that's, it's like, why, you know, mm-hmm. now, you, now you want them now they go into the garbage to eat it. And that's a crime. Right. So it's like, if you really wanted to tackle this, it's simple. It's just, we have enough for everybody to be able to have, mm-hmm. you know, but mm. it's, are you willing to share it? Are you willing to say, you know what? That's a fellow human being. He's Haitian like me. She's Haitian like me. She could be my mother. You know, why am I kidnapping her and killing her? Yeah. Um, The question is why, why there's, why isn't there a value placed on life in Haiti? Mm. You know, why is, why is it so easy to kill? You know, that's what we have to tackle. That's the mentality we have to get rid of. Why is it so easy for you to kill? Why is that person's life not worth anything,
1: you know? Yeah, you know you 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 um you bring up a a good point, man. Because I mean, a lot you make bring up a lot of good points, honestly. But um, just talking about insecurity and creating an insecurity of food, creating insecurity of finance, creating insecurity of safety, um, creates a bunch of turmoil, and it's like it's a pro easy problem, right? If you want to create some stability. Eliminate the insecurity, right? You know, eliminate that insecurity, and then you will have people who are not fighting amongst themselves and killing amongst themselves um, in order to survive, and acting out. You know, violence can often be attributed to poverty. Yeah, definitely. I'm not saying I'm not saying all violence, but I'm saying most violence can be attributed to poverty. It's
2: tied to poverty. Yeah,
1: you know, and yeah. and and. and, and People acting out because they feel like there's a protectionism to to preserve their life, or they're scratching to get something, right? Yeah. And you know, it's the easy idea is like, all right, the government can just you know put better infrastructure in there. Um, you could have a uh, better foreign aid attributed. And, and attribute it into right places uh create a electronical grid uh, electric grid that's going to give villages and towns power um you know increase the idea of uh, of a minimum wage i, I think uh, there was a, the statement um that i think there's a ten uh, haiti has a ten dollars per per gallon for gas or something crazy right, right now or or whether i mean there was this this high gas prices and you think about a country that's already struggling financially where over fifty six percent of the the country is living in an impoverished state, um, by by two thousand eighteen statistics. And then yet, you know, there you have high gas prices. I mean, if somebody increased gas prices here in Florida to like over six dollars, people were riot. They would run up to Tallahassee and be like, We're taking Governor DeSantis hostage because this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is
2: ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You, you know, uh,
2: and- and, and you know the crazy—the crazy thing is, that happened. Um, I was—I was in Haiti in um, January, Wow. and um, there was a there was a gas shortage, or quote unquote shortage. You know, um, I don't think it was an actual shortage. Maybe they—they they held up the, the the shipment or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, it turned it turned turned very violent. You know, there's a gas shortage. People are fighting to get gas um rioting starts to happen and it's like okay the president has to go and you know those those type of things get you to thinking like the president doesn't is not responsible for the gas coming into the country right you know that's a that's somebody's company right you know so who control who actually controls the gas right you know what i mean that he has regulations that he may put in place to where you have to pay a certain tax but he doesn't import it right so who should you really be mad at? Right, you know? right. And that's the that's the picture that you know people can't see because when you're when you're um when you're hurting, when you're starving, whatever, you're gonna go look. You're gonna look at the person that's yeah. supposed to be protecting. You you know, yeah. It's like it's like a child in their home and they're and they they can't eat. You know, they're not gonna say, oh, you know what? It's because Publix didn't have milk. No, they're gonna they're gonna look at mom like my mom was. Neglecting me, you know. When I was growing up, my mom didn't give me milk. Right. They don't look at the bigger picture. That you know what? No, it's not your mom. It's just that Publix didn't have milk. Right. You know. So that's 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 the problem with, with with a lot of what goes on in Haiti is that people will blame the quote unquote government, but a lot of it is not just the government. You know. Yes, the government is not doing what a lot of what it's supposed to do, because a lot of the people are corrupt. A lot of the people are greedy. And a lot of the people think of themselves before they think of the country, mm-hmm. uh, but it's also a lot of people that control the resources, control um, what comes into the country, what goes out to the country, um, that create that will cut off that um, that pipeline whenever it suits them, yeah. Um, in order to create that chaos that you see, in order to create the violence that you see, uh, because it for whatever reason. That benefits whatever they're trying to do. That benefits whatever they're trying to get away with, um, and that I think is one of our biggest issues.
1: It's, um, because it's, it's the uh, it's the lie of capitalism. You correct. Know, capitalism creates false enemies and takes our focus off of like who's really in control of our lives, right? So we blame, um, although you know we blame the, the politicians, but we don't blame the corporations that are running the politicians or running the correct. country. And so we take our focus off of what's really affecting us, um, you know, because we say, oh, it's easy to look at somebody who's in politics and be like, you're the reason my life sucks, you know, when it's reality. Yeah. It's like, no, you're not, they're, they're part, maybe part of the problem, but they're not the problem. They're not the problem.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and, and it's interesting you say that is because it's like when you look at it, you know, they, they, they've tricked the majority of the, of the population, the planet period is pretty much tricked by this. It's like um, you have you have one percent um, that controls everything, but somehow we've convinced ourselves that we're the minority. Right. Uh, we and then and then they split it in by by categorizing everyone, right? Right. They tell you you're either Democrat or Republican, you're black, you're white, um, you're a woman, you're a man. You know,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and then they have us fighting each other when the, the the real problem is the person that's that at the top that controls everything. Right. That even, even when the politician makes a decision it's because that one percent has a lobby that says this is what we're fighting for today. Right. You know, here's the bag. Right. And the politician takes the bag and does what they want. Right. But to you, what you see is the politician. But that's not the biggest problem. We, so the biggest problem is the person behind the scenes that you don't even know exists.
1: We also have people who want to protect rich people, like, and that's yeah. it's where it's like they have this thing where they want to protect the rich and powerful. Um, I saw this uh, uh, a tax plan, um, that was um, theorized. They said, you know, it was, I think it was Bernie's tax plan or whatnot. Um, oh, excuse me, Warren Buffett offered a tax plan, and and he said that. Uh, under that, a guy like Jeff Bezos would pay five billion dollars a year. Now, that sounds like a lot of money. Five—he's gonna. This guy's gonna pay five billion dollars a year, but you know, if he's making twelve billion dollars a year, he'll be all right. You know, yeah. but but you have people yeah. like that's not fair. You can't tax him because he he earned that wealth. And first of all, like, nobody earns five billion dollars a year; they exploit five billion dollars a year. Okay. So so um, so that there's that. But it, it, in that sense, right? Um, you have people in in this country They they want to protect those Who seem to want to exploit them And that's just whether you're talking about Haiti Or America or even around mm-hmm. the world Right it's just this idea of protecting Those who want to exploit us And um, it's, uh, it's a sickness that really Internally we have to battle um, in, in order to Really get a foothold On just some form of Equality in this world mm-hmm. You know yeah.
2: And and I think, I think they did a good job of um, convincing, convincing the normal guy that he he can become one of the one percenters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So that, that plays into it, you know, like the hope that you can get the American dream. You can get that, that piece of the pie When in actuality, there is no pie on the table, you know? Right. (laughs) Uh, But I think that's, I think that's where, where, where it gets to where people want to protect the riches because. Everybody has this idea, this fantasy that one day they're going to strike gold. Right.
0: One right.
2: day, I too can come up with the idea to become Jeff Bezos. And mean, right. reality reality is that it's it's just it's not reality. You
1: know? Right. It's it, not true. It's 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 a you have a greater chance of um, getting struck by lightning twice than becoming the next yeah. Jeff Bezos, right? So, yeah. um, so I want to I want to shift the conversation into some goodness and. Um, let's talk about the beauty of Haiti because that's how I want to end this I want to talk about the beauty of Haiti so like walk me through some of those beautiful parts of haiti and the beautiful the beautiful people of Haiti and um things that people the media doesn't see
2: well I mean Haiti Haiti you got to remember that whatever you see in when you go to the Dominica Republic is exactly what you're gonna get in Haiti
1: mm-hmm.
2: um it's the same beaches it's the same beauty as far as the the, the clearness and the blue of the water yeah um the same fruits, the same vegetables, the same, the same Caribbean feel that you get from any Caribbean island. Yeah. Uh, the the only difference you'll say is the people are blacker, the people have a different language, um, the people are poorer than they are in the DR. But even sometimes when you go to DR and you look, if you actually go to the actual DR. And you look at the housing, you know, they, yeah. they have shanty houses as well. Yeah. And you look at it, you look at the shanty houses in Haiti. Like these are the same people. Right. Um. But you know, somehow we've been convinced that somehow Haiti is, you know, less desirable. Uh, when in reality, uh, in the fifties, Haiti was, you know, the pearl of the Caribbean. Yeah. You know, the pearl of the Antilles. It was one of the the, the one of the f- number one spots to go to. Um, you know, so, but it's those, those attributes are still there, you know, if you go to Jacques Mel, you see the rich history with the artwork and, and all the, you know, the, the historical um, forts and, and, and stuff that exists still there. Um, you go to, to, you go to the, right, as soon as you leave port prince you head north for about two hours and you have all these beach resorts and you go there and you see that this is a different world. We have beautiful waterfalls you know, um the food is, is uh and, and I don't mean to be biased, but oh, yeah. I feel like Haitian Haitians have the one of the most diverse cuisines that exist on this planet, you know.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, we don't we don't just have one facet of food, you know. We have, you know, even the rice that we cook is three or four different ways to cook it. Right. Um, and it's all flavorful and and all that flavor and, and that spice is is how the people are too, you know. Yeah. Uh when you go to Haiti is it's a it's a welcoming. People welcome you. Um it, it's like you you're they don't know you but you're you're their son. You know, you're their daughter. You're you're you, they they greet you in and you you're welcome in to eat with them. Um a, a lot of it has gone away because you know, it's not as secure so people can't be as trusting. Yeah. Um but uh it's a beautiful place. I wouldn't trade being Haitian for anything in the world. Right. Um I, I say that all the time. I, I'm glad I was born Haitian. I don't know what I would be if I wasn't Haitian. Um, and, and and I feel like if somebody, if you actually go to Haiti with someone that knows Haiti, you'll have a wonderful time, and you will say, you know what, you'll be addicted to going to Haiti.
1: Man, I'm um, trying to go. Yeah. I've been trying. Yeah. I've, I've been trying to go to Haiti, man. I, I've always, I always, that's a place I want to visit because I always hear how beautiful it is, man. And like you mm-hmm. know, um, I don't get dissuaded by. You know what uh, the, the media Depiction the media. of what you know Because I, I, I have heard From multiple accounts different people that man You got to really see the real Haiti you know Like the, yeah. di- the different parts of Haiti and, and, and Like you, they said that there are resorts There there are you know um, Beautiful beaches there and You know yes <laughs> the focus is On Port-au-Prince and, and the violence within That but it's the same way Um, With There are different like I'm Jamaican different parts of Kingston you know what I mean yeah like you can't go to visit certain parts of Kingston, man. Like that is not place yeah. where I would recommend. But you, you can't it's not like you can't visit Kingston. You know, like I've visited, yeah. you know, Kingston's a very nice place to, to visit, but parts of Kingston you cannot be you cannot you be cannot go. Cannot go, you know? And yeah. so but people still At visit Jamaica all the time. Guide. What was that? Yeah. At least
2: without a tour guide.
1: Right. And but, yeah. but people visit Jamaica all the time, you know, clearly. Yeah. So it's just a depiction of what the country is. Um, then uh, diverging from what the reality is and you know that's something where um, I really want people to hear when they listen to this podcast like you know listen there is turmoil in that country undoubtedly you know but um, there's a lot of turmoil in a lot of um, Caribbean countries but that doesn't uh, thwart people from actually wanting to visit there man so um, yo man I'm gonna go ahead
2: and it, and you know, it, it all comes down to marketing and promotions and Absolutely. propaganda. Yeah, because um, when when people think of the United States, they don't they don't think of insecurity or danger. Yeah. But no. like you said, there's you can go to Chicago, but are certain parts of Chicago you can't go. Right. You know. But you know, when they're advertising Chicago, they're not going to tell you that. You know. Right. They're not going to say, "Oh, don't go to the South Side." It's going to show you. They're going to show you the, the the parts that they want you to go to. Uh, so I think our biggest issue is we've allowed other people to promote for us for mm. so long. Yeah, we've allowed other people to to tell people what Haiti is, and and that's one thing that, Michel um, Mar- Michelle Martelly, the president before, he focused on tourism, and it started to come back. You know where yeah. there was a strong tourism push during his presidency. Um, but you know we did get away from that, but I, I would love to see us get back to that, where we're pushing and and showing people what Haiti is really like, what Haiti is really about—the the rich art, the history, the music, um, the food—you know, the, the the language is beautiful, you know. Yeah. Um,
1: but I mean, there, there needs to be a balance, right? Because, I, and I wonder about the tourism industry um, in Haiti, and like there, like there is a like. There has to be a vacuum um, From somebody who's leading that charge Because, like, it's The fact that there's not a campaign You know, to come visit Haiti Come visit, see our islands Come see our beaches Come see our food Come visit the artwork Like, that should be a a mantra, right? Because otherwise The images that we see of Haiti Are continually going to, you know Permeate within our conscience Of, like, nobody wants to go there Haiti's a a shit country You know? Yeah and you know so that's something That I really want the government to I mean obviously I have no power in this and I don't Have any sway but I really would like the government To adhere to that and try to really push Control the push narrative Yeah push for that yeah. man Um, So man I'm going to let you uh, I'm going to give you a, a uh, Not let you but I, if you are So inclined if you can give me your final Statements on Haiti And just whether it's a political Situation or just whatever your thoughts man I'm, Um, Go ahead and Um, ended on that. Okay.
2: Um, I mean, I I want to like, you know, your audience and
1: and anyone who's listening, especially if the person
2: is Haitian, um, is that we have to embrace Haiti. We have to love Haiti um, for what it represents to especially us as Black people. Um, it It represents the strength and resilience of, you know, people that came from Africa with nothing, you know, that were and, and and it could have easily been those people went to America, or they went to Jamaica, or they went to Bahamas, or they went to Trinidad. Um, we have to stop separating ourselves when it comes to the di- di- diaspora. As in, you know, I'm I'm Haitian and you're Jamaican. We're not the same. Yeah. No, we're cousins. Yeah, we're we're cousins. Yeah, uh, we're the same people, just a different language. But even when you look at certain certain things, it's similar. You know, you have rice and peas. We have rice and beans. Yeah. You know, you have you have you have um you have Aki and sawfish. We eat sawfish with, 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 with green bananas. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's it's all the same. You know, we're the same people. We have some of the same flavors. We have some of the same um, customs. Uh, we just have to get away from our our differences, which is what they use to to keep us separated, to keep us um, from helping each other get to the point where we're all equal, we're all free. And truly free not just you know the symbolism of freedom um that's 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 mainly what i'm going for and then, and then if you're haitian man you, you gotta love the country more than you love yourself mm. um you know you can't just go to haiti for vacation to show off that you got you know you got nice things you can't just go to haiti to build up a, a private home but the road in front of you is not built um you can't go to haiti and have a generator but don't think okay let me put Solar power for the neighborhood. You can't go to Haiti and and just vacation. You can't go to Haiti and build a business, but it's a personal business that only brings you money, but you don't bring anything to the community. Um, and it's the same with the politicians. Like, there's enough money. If you want to make money, make the money, but at least build what you say you're gonna build. Yeah. You know, like every country has corrupt politicians. America, when they tell you the toilet costs five million dollars to do it, it really only costs a million. Right. But the toilet still gets built. Right, and so that's what we need to get to. We need to get to a point where we love the country The more that we love ourselves. Mm. Um, but that's 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 all I have to say.
1: Yo, that's. And thank,
2: thank you very much for inviting me, man. It was a great conversation.
1: No, man, it was dope, man. I just and I just wanted to say, man, it's hard for me to follow that up, bro. But um, I just say, you know, with this podcast, man, I really want everybody to really focus on the humanity of the situation, and you know, I, I'm sure uh, there are. A number of different uh, viewpoints regarding what happened this past in the past several days regarding Haiti and how people may feel about, um, jo- you know, Joe Benemoyes and um, his uh, ruling, you know. But at the end of the day, looking at the humanity of the people, um, we have to, uh, I would say, uh, focus on them and see what is a way that we can actually uh, improve upon this state of relations internally and uh, and, um, and and hopefully. They can then show the world externally How they are a beautiful society Because there's a lot of beauty within Haiti There's a lot of love within Haiti There's a lot of, um, you know, uh, history within Haiti That is often ignored And I stated in in my monologue, man That, you know, growing up I You know, embarrassingly so I, you know, would be, you know Made fun of, oh, you look Haitian And, and I would turn away from that Because, you know, I'm like, no, I'm Jamaican And I'm very proud to be Jamaican But the diaspora aspect that I have grown into and learned is that, you know, that is a very harmful ideal of trying to separate cultures, right? Because there's a lot of similarities within um, Haiti and Jamaica. And the, once we separate this um, supremacy within the, how we view our world and not that we, we view this society on the center of whiteness, not on the center of black liberation, you know, that in the, in itself is one of the reasons why we are separated as a people and we cannot advance. And so that's something that I really want us to, to, to um, hone in on man. And, and hopefully this podcast has enlightened you. I really felt enlightened with the discussion. And so what I'm going to do is um, I want to end a podcast on two things. One, I'm going to end it with a Dave Chappelle clip um, that I think is pretty funny. And then I'm going to end it on a song by, um y clef Jean, and I want when you listen to the song, um think about he's singing to if you can think about it in this purview that the person he's singing to is not a person but to the island of haiti, and then like think about it, interpret it in that sense and uh see if y'all can flow with it. so let's play the clip first, and then we'll move on to y clef
5: see the only reason I wanna be president is because I'm black that doesn't make it too hot for me I mean, you know what I mean i I think it could be a black president one day but you don't want to be the first one. I mean, second or third, that's fine, but that first nigga better watch out. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm too hot. I mean, I'd be the first black president. I don't think that nobody would really, really hurt me. I'm sure somebody would want to hurt me, but I don't think they'd touch me because uh, my vice president will be Mexican for a little insurance. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You can shoot me if you want, but you're just going to open the border up, so... You might as well leave me and Vice President Santiago to our own devices. Ain't that right, Santiago? See, see, Elian can stay. (laughs) Don't worry, don't worry, I don't got no Elian jokes. All I'll say about Elian is, thank God he's Cuban. Because if he was Haitian, you would have never heard about his ass. If Elian, if Elian Gonzalez was Elian Mamumbo from Haiti, they'd have pushed that little rubber tube right back in the water. Sorry, fella. All full. Good luck.
1: All right, now let's go ahead and play this. Clip and I hope thank you all for listening man and I hope you um I hope you guys subscribe And continue to share and enjoy the podcast So with that we're gonna ride out for
0: me tonight, girl. I want you to know that I love you And no matter how tough I would have dared Only to you I would reveal my tears Tell the police I ain't home tonight. Resting around with you is gonna keep me alive. But when I look into your eyes, man, you're worth that sacrifice. If this is the kind of love that my mom used to warn me about, man, I'm in trouble. I'm in real big trouble if this is the kind of love that the old folks used to warn me about man i'm in trouble i'm in real big trouble i need y'all to do me a favor someone please call